Let's have some fun. Hey guys, it's Juliana Rowe, but you can call me Huli. And that's nice. I'm a visual artist in St. Petersburg, Florida. Making art is my main hustle, but I've been an art educator for 10 plus years, anywhere from public schools to art museums. In fact, I've got two terminal degrees in this nebulous thing called art. This podcast is for the cool kids, so you can get my take on how to make and sell art, all the way to teaching a new generation of artists. Remember, next time someone asks you to design something for free, art is hard. Artist Pals, it's your buddy from Art is Hard. I want to talk a little bit about hanging art without hanging yourself, okay? Kind of like you're becoming a little mini curator with me. It's your host, Huli Rowe. And that's nice. All right, first off, honey, do not even talk to me if you don't have your canvas wired. You have to stop listening to this podcast right now and go back to the drawing board, literally. In the homework, I'm going to show you a few links of the different tools and the different little gadgets I like to use to hang art. Some nifty little buggers, they're sawtooth nailless backs. Basically, you can just hammer them into the wood halfway, loop some thin wire through, run it taut from one side to the other, check if they're level, of course, and hammer them flush with the wood all the way down. D-rings work really good too for heavier or framed pieces. So maybe you got a really cool opportunity or you want to hang some fabulousness and sprinkle some beauty into the world, whether it's at home or at a venue. First, see what you've got overall. Have your art or the other artist's work out all in front of you. Take a visual survey. Are there one or two pieces that are considerably weaker than the other pieces? You can edit, okay? You are the curator and you get to call the shots with this. You might want to suggest the artist leave maybe one or two out so the collection is overall stronger. And you also want to showcase their best work. Be careful of their feelings and do it as professionally and supportive as possible. Curators have to speak up for the quality of the presentation too, whether it's a business owner that you're working for or if it's your own collection, it's representing you too. And as a curator, you got to make sure that you're representing yourself well. And you answer to the name being attached to that show. Next, start lumping or categorizing the art according to where they should go. Depending on the venue, you could have one artist in one area, one in another, or you can do a mix of the work that flows together, depending on what types of artists you have. This is where your creativity is going to come in, and it's kind of the fun part. You might have to view it from several angles also. This part usually takes the longest. What saves me time is I'll arrange, with the artist's blessings of course, the pieces against the walls where I think they could live. You can then see how the work is flowing and in what order it's kind of going in before you nail them to the wall. It's going to want to tell a story. Play with it. Take the artist's wishes into consideration, but trust your instincts. The artist is the subject and your muse, but you get to tell the world how you envision it, how that story is actually being played out for the viewer. I also delegate and have the artist help me move canvases around until they can also see where things might go. If you involve them, that's great, but if you're going to have people that are like really demanding or something like that, you might have to create a different time for you to actually do the hanging without them. Once you're satisfied with the arrangement, I say you because you're the curator and as long as the artist isn't crying, they can trust you, you can take a look at your walls. Let's talk about dem walls. You have to know what kind of walls you're dealing with in your gallery. If it's drywall, you should be fine with small nails and hooks. You definitely want to check out with the venue and talk to the owner to make sure that putting holes in the wall is okay. See what they suggest and otherwise, and adjust. You are the true peacekeeper in this role. You have to keep the venue and artist happy while staying true to your vision. It is not easy. Chain systems are good for concrete walls. 
The systems consist of a concrete screw drilled into the wall and a thin chain hanging down. I picked that up from my buddy Rain. It also prevents extra holes in the venue walls. Doing a system like this allows the artist to stack several pieces using S-hooks to the anchor and wired piece of the chain. You want to have an appropriate drill, bit, and screws specifically for concrete. Don't be afraid to ask the artist to help out with that, okay? Do not dip into your own pocket to get things like this. Maybe you can ask the brewery or the barbershop or wherever you're hanging this work for a little help for some of those supplies, or maybe even the artist themselves but I would not spend the money and effort and time to get it yourself. You are already working, you know, being the curator, and it is up to you whether you want to take a cut from the artist or something like that to help supplement you doing all this major, major work. It is a lot of work being a curator, but I digress. The screws themselves that go into the concrete walls are placed high on the wall and evenly spaced from each other. This is an arbitrary measurement, You know, there's debate on what the perfect gallery measurements are anyway, okay? I know I was taught a certain way, but sometimes these funky venues aren't conducive to those measurements. But it's really your vision, and you know what will work well in the venue. Okay, so, talking to the artists... I always ask that they have their pieces wired for hanging, as well as their labels. If you need to draw up some kind of agreement or a little contract that lists it and the artist signs off on that, it really helps them stay accountable. Again, dealing with artists is like herding cats and you have to find a little system, a little way to kind of get them to understand that there's a lot of involvement in the work behind curating and just helping keep them on the ball. It's also helpful if they happen to have a few tools themselves, just in case you can ask them to bring a little toolbox, but I usually come loaded with my handy dandy toolbox specifically for hanging art. Here's what I pack. Masking tape to attach labels, a hammer, nails, probably at least three different sizes, bigger household ones as well as the smaller tack ones, extra wire just in case, extra sawtooth backs just in case, thin grade chain if you want to do that chain system I talked about with concrete walls, extra S-hooks, big and small, to hang on the chains to hang up the work, a level. I'm kind of a rebel and I eyeball things, I'm not going to lie, but if you can't, then it helps. A small ladder, or you can call up the venue and borrow theirs. A lot of times I would just let the venue know I was coming and ask if I could borrow their ladder. Some needle nose pliers, wire snippers, a cordless drill, bits and screws for concrete if necessary, and bonus an art hanging kit. They sell them everywhere. The dollar store actually has one that has a variety of little brass nails, wires, and hooks galore in a little plastic tackle box. Now, here's an investment, a laser level. My friend Rain had one while we were curating a couple of places together, and it's amazing. Side note, now you see why it requires some overhead to put up these shows. I might even do a separate podcast just talking about that, because it really is its own show within itself. I do recommend that you don't make yourself a slave, that you're not doing this for free, okay? Unless you really want to, which I don't recommend because you will get burnt out. It happened to me. It happened to other friends as well. You can take a little cut from the artist's sales. Maybe if they sell something, you take 10, 20, 30%, depending on what y'all feel comfortable with. Maybe the brewery pays you a little monthly stipend or gives you free beer or something. Maybe the artist, you just charge them a flat fee for hanging their work up for one or two months. And that just covers that and you're always paid no matter what. Whatever works for you, you can put it in an agreement and have them sign it. I'll get into that a little bit later in another podcast.
it's hammer time or chain time, whatever, it's still kind of gangsta. Getting things up on the wall is a process. You made big moves arranging the art by staging, and now you're ready to make some moves to adjust exactly where they want to be on the wall. It either happens instantly, and I usually do a little happy dance if it works out, or it takes 69 nails to get it level. Don't get frustrated. Every install is its own beast. Some are easier than others. You also want to consider the space between the pieces. Are you hanging salon style or hanging big and small pieces stacked and across to cover the wall in a mass display? You definitely want to consider the space between. Salon style is that style where you have a bunch of art on the wall. So you're filling that whole wall. It doesn't go across horizontally so that the eye follows along the same level around the room. Salon style is when you're trying to pack a lot of art in at the same time and so you're stacking a lot of it. It just depends what look you like or what look the owners like and also how much art you actually have to hang. Either way, you want the collection to look intentional and not a hodgepodge. If you have larger pieces and are doing it more gallery style, which I always prefer, one after the other in a line like I explained, the center of the piece is important. Most of the work should sit along the same line or vision of eye level. Art school says 60 inches is the standard, you know, or 58 inches in the little illustration I'm going to put into your homework, but you are the curator and this is your land of opportunity. All in all, none of this stuff is an end-all be-all. I tell my kids all the time when it comes to art rules, it's kind of like the pirate code. They're more like guidelines than actual rules. Figure out where your eye level is, and that's your most important guide. Not too high where shorties can't see your work, and not too short where people are kicking the art under the table or something. The most important thing to remember overall is to make the collection look deliberate and intentional. Not all higgly-piggly. Again, you want to consider the size of the work. If the work is small and eccentric, you can hang a bunch of stuff together. You can stack small with large, have pieces high and low, but the spacing is still consistent and it will still tell a story. Perhaps you have massive pieces that can stand on their own. I've got a couple of big ones that are four feet tall. They need a special wall where they can live. The size of the wall is also important to consider and you just don't want to put a tiny piece on a large wall. Maybe a cluster is more effective or just a larger piece. That's what you're looking for. All right, labeling is important as well when you're hanging art in a space. I ask the artists handle their own sales in the form of a PayPal, Cash App, or Venmo links right on their label. I actually do all three. I also recommend that they type up their labels on the computer. Honey, I'm sure your script is fabulous, but we gots to read that. I know some artists prefer to do that. That's fine. It's up to them, but that's just my little suggestion. As well as print it on cardstock so it lasts a little bit longer in case lovely people are bumping into the wall. I also recommend one of the paper slicers you can get from the craft department at Walmart so you can quickly cut straight lines. Nobody likes some ghetto-looking labels. Besides all that, it helps that they print out or email you a digital list so you have a survey of what you have. I would do both. When they're ready to hang the labels, because they're good little boys and girls and did their homework, right? This is where the masking tape comes in. You can also use putty if you don't want to, you know, take a little paint off the walls. But so far, I've used masking tape and it has not been a problem. Make a sticky side loop on the back of the label. I usually place mine on the bottom right of the piece, about two inches from the bottom, and flush with the edge. Again, this is one of those things. Artists just kind of stick their labels everywhere, but if you put the label in the same place consistently with each piece, it looks so much more professional. That's just what I do. I'm a curator and I know better, right? 
I know there are different formulas out there, and my gallery snob friends are probably shaking their heads right now, but honestly, the fact that you are the curator empowers you with the ability to narrate how you want. Remember, if you're not sure, ask the venue about their walls, their preferences, and if they have a ladder, of course, first. Don't be shy to ask the artist to wire, label, and bring extra supplies. You definitely want to listen to their input, but reassure them that you admire their work. Okay, suck up a little. And it is going to be displayed in the best way possible. You go, curator. You need the dark in order for your light to show. All right, it's everybody's favorite time, homework time. And, yep, you guessed it. It is a freebie that I would love to email to you. But first, you're going to go to www.artbyhooli.com slash HW7. This is the seventh episode. How awesome is that? And that freebie that I would love to email to you once you send me your email address is going to be a checklist of that little curator's packing list of my handy dandy toolbox, as well as a little diagram of how you can wire and hang some work and also some of those tools linked up as well. I think hanging art is almost just as important as making it honestly, because this is the way that the viewer is going to take a look at that work and experience it. And if you got the power to be able to do that, that is amazing. But take charge, be respectful, but delegate. Don't get swamped. Don't become a slave, okay? And you can be the lovely peacemaker between the business and the artist. And in the end, you can throw a little party if you want as well. I always liked attending little openings that I would run. And you get to tell the story of that art, whether it's your own or a buddy's. Alright, that's all she wrote for Art is Hard. It's been awesome. I'll see you guys again in about two weeks. I always drop new episodes every other Thursday at 7pm because that's of course when I would arrive at the castle in Ybor in college. Some of y'all tampons know what I'm talking about. Talk to you guys next time. Stay groovy.